The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are back this week following UFC San Antonio. And to quote a very smart and intelligent, some might call him a genius man who works for MMAfighting.com, that was a card. That was a card indeed. It was uh, an interesting card, to, to say the least, and it's probably like the nicest way to describe it. But I am Mike Hack, and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the prince of positivity, and my best friend, the aforementioned genius, Alexander Kaylee. Oh, Hello, too kind. Kent. Too kind, Mike. Too kind, as always. Thank you. Yes, uh, I do tend to say things like that. That was a card. That was a fight. That was, uh, I don't know, an interview. We certainly had some of that yesterday. Uh, it was definitely a card. Uh, I want to shout out Chris Martin, Twitter's Chris Martin, for calling this the Splitty City edition. On to the next one. It certainly was. Uh, San Antonio was the Splitty City on Saturday night. Uh, oddly, I don't know if you want to talk about judging too much, but I will say, at least in all three instances, I think the judges got it right. I know people are going to disagree with the Barbara Lee, um, the Barbara Lee call. That's fine. If you scored it 29-28 for Andrea Lee, I have zero issue with it. Uh, I'll also say, also, I think all splits were, were, oh, sorry, sorry, four splits. I almost forgot the main event. The main event I don't even view as a split. I thought it was pretty oh clear, pretty clear, unanimous. Uh, but yes, officially a split. So four split decisions, including the uh, the main event, which we will talk about more in a, in a moment. Um, but yeah, but 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 uh, and we'll talk about Barbara Lee later. You know, I don't want to get into that now. That's a whole other discussion. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike, not the not the most memorable card. Is to yeah, put it nicely. This, this is not all that enjoyable to watch. Um, I mean, look, there. are... There were some moments. C.J. Vergara, Daniel, Lacer- Daniel Lacerda was ridiculous. Like, that fight was insane. 
Uh, for about three minutes, Victor Altamirano, Venetia Salvador was a lot of fun. And then until Venetia Salvador just got so tired that he couldn't do anything. Daniel Pineda is just a man of mayhem. And then Nate Landwehr is just a, a, a national treasure. So, But other than that, it was just rinse and repeat. That's just basically what this card was. And then we lost all the, like, whatever positive juju was left was lost when Brennan Fitzgerald announced that Menel Cop and Alex Perez is up the card. Like, that was like, that was, that was an emotional punch in the stomach. Like, me not paying attention and that announcement punched me in the stomach and just knocked the, knocked the wind right out of me. Just took me right off the tracks. And I was just like, ugh. This is what it is. It's gonna. This is gonna feel very contender series esque, uh, even though there's some bigger names on it. But that's kind of how the rest of this card is gonna feel. Some great performances, but this is not one I'm gonna go back and watch again. That's for damn sure. Mike, you you can't have felt secure that Alex Perez was gonna fight. We covered this on the preview show. You you took your licks on uh, on social media. Uh, the Jose Young's rule, you know, of course, it of course always applies that uh, a fight is not official and we shouldn't say, well, glad to see this person's finally going to get back in there uh, until they actually step into the cage. This 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 was also goes for Haley Cowan, by the way. Uh, we don't her and Alex Perez. I think we don't even talk about them fighting until they're literally standing in the cage and the bell has rung because uh, Haley Cowan, of course, to a, to a smaller degree, has now her first two uh, UFC debut bookings. Both canceled within 48 hours of fight night. And Alex Prez, do we want to get into how... Uh, there's some there's some a listener comment I need to address later, so I think we can get more into Alex Prez stuff there. But yeah, crazy snake bitten run for Alex Prez. Super disappointing. That cap fight was the number two or possibly number one most anticipated fight, maybe even more in the main event. It was just a really important fight for both guys and a great style matchup. And boy, that sucks. And we hope uh, Alex Perez is okay. Yeah, I said uh, some, he had a seizure of some mm. kind backstage, and he was in the building, and Manel Cop ain't buying it. So yeah, he's been he's been going super hard in the paint on Alex Perez. Uh, even after that explanation, Cop just continues to go super hard in the paint on him. But we we wish Alex Perez the best, and I'm sure when we get to listener picks, we'll talk about the aftermath of of losing that fight. So. Let's get into this thing. Corey Sanhagen dominates Marlon Vera. Everybody saw that. Everybody who watched it saw that Corey Sanhagen dominated this fight, except for one judge who had the absolute audacity to score the last three rounds for Marlon Vera. I mean, Texas just continuing to be the gold standard for commissional representation for the sport of mixed martial arts. But luckily, as you talked about earlier, the right guy won the fight. And you know, AK... Corey Sanhagen being such a sensible, smart, realistic guy. If one of us just had to take a week off and go on vacation or something, I think Corey Sanhagen could find himself in that seat as a guest host of On to the Next One because, damn it, he nailed this one, called out Marab Dwellish Willie. I think he actually might have done all Marab a favor here because rob probably would have had to fight umar Nurmagomedov or somebody insane like that after getting the biggest win of his career but i think Corey sanhagen did him a little bit of a favor and i said marab would get sanhagen probably win or lose after the yon win and i'm obviously sticking with that but what a wise man that core Cor- that Corey sanhagen is ak i mean what a what a what a delightful call and the way he did it was just so professional yeah, and I, I think we can, 
you know, it's a little obvious, but I think we can cue up the music a little bit. And and Corey, if you're out there listening, you can sing along with us because uh, I think we're all friends forever on this one, Mike. One, two, three, four. Friends, friends forever. forever. Perfectly in time, as always. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, Marab, uh, I, I'm sure on previous shows I've matched him up with other people, uh, but he's um, he's just such a strange case. He's such a strange case every time he wins because the obvious fight really is that he should be fighting for the title, and it just cannot happen with with Aljo at the top. So uh, yeah, listen, just throw these contenders in there. Sanhagen volunteering for one of the most not just dangerous, but like unpleasant opponents. Like there's a reason nobody wants to fight Marab. It's not just that you're you're gonna lose to him. It's he's gonna make you look bad. He's gonna drag you into an ugly bad fight. It's what happened to Jose Aldo. It's what happened to Piotr Jan. I hope it's not what happens to Corey Sandhagen because this is a great fight. I, regardless of who wins, I, I think it's a great fight. But um, yeah, that's that's gutsy stuff. That's that's gutsy stuff. And uh, this this isn't necessarily what I want to see next, but this is definitely a crystal ball pick. I think you're right. He did Marab a big favor, and uh, the matchmakers are, you know, look whatever hit the uh, hit that meeting room on Tuesday and be like, Sandhagen's right. Let's let's just let's do it. Marab wants to fight soon. He wants to fight another contender. This is the way to go. Dana White, of course, was asked about that idea, and Oscar Oscar Willis of the Mac Life, great guy, tremendous individual, um, says, "What did you think about that? Or are you going to give us the we don't matchmake the night of the fight?" And Dana said, well, you answered your own question there with that kind of evil smirk. So I'm not yeah. convinced that this is the fight that's going to be made, <laughs> but I feel like this is the one that should be made. And I got to tell you, after watching Sanhagen's performance, I am fascinated. In oh, outstanding. 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 Listen, fight. We, can, we, can, we can criticize the entertainment value of the main event. It's certainly, you know, it was not the, the surefire banger. I guess I can't even use the phrase surefire anymore. It wasn't. It wasn't like the fight of the night lock that we all thought it was going to be. Probably won't be. You know, one of the twenty best fights when we look back this year. But that's not through any fault of Corey Sanhagen, man. This guy's dealing with a super dangerous opponent. He fought the fought. He fought a really smart tactical fight. Um, he mixed the martial arts. That's a great thing to do when you're fighting uh, Cheeto Vera, who's also listen. Who's who's a well. Both guys are well rounded. Both guys are well rounded. I think. Sanhagen was just first to everything. First to, like, again, initiate the rain striking. First to initiate the grappling. Uh, and Vera, listen, he, he can bide his time. He has the kind of finishing ability to do that. But when you don't find that finish, when, you don't have, when you're not able to find a home for that power late, you're going to end up on the wrong end of a decision. So it happens sometimes. It's not an indictment of Marlon Vera either. Marlon Vera is a great fighter. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it wasn't a, a super memorable main event on a super not memorable card. But um, Corey Sandhagen fuck great. Right? I don't want to see anyone out there hating on Corey Sandhagen. Like, oh, so what a what a boring like strategy he had. No, it's a winning strategy, and he's an excellent martial artist. So, you know, that's how it goes. I'm so happy that I haven't seen anybody with that take. And if I oh, I saw see that, I saw it. You saw it? Who it's, like who would someone, look at that so, performance and be like, that was boring? Are you shitting someone, me? Someone replied. Oh, it was worse than call. It was like blaming Sanhagen. It's like it's like I can't. It's like oh yeah, Sanhagen really like really turned this one to a stink bomb or something like that. And I'm like, uh, get out of here. Stop watching get MMA. Go watch. Go watch MMA. anything else. Go watch, watch Power uh, Slap. Get the hell watch out of Ma- here, dude. Masvidal boxing this weekend. All right, you want some? You want some weird? You want some <laughs> non tactical freak show fighting? Here you go. Um, do we need to talk about the 48-47 Cheeto? I mean, we talked about it a lot last night okay. on the post-fight show. I mean, what else can we say? It was a horrible weekend for the text, for the TDLR represent, representatives from judging to referees. It was awful. It was How really, could they really have, bad. Did Jason Herzog also 
did, did they have multiple fights that were refed by ju- uh, ju- by sorry excuse me judged by people who were also refing on the card right we know Dan Mergliata did it I heard Jason Herzog and Jacob Montalvo also did it were they judges on the card too I know Jacob Montalvo was a judge I think I don't know did he referee Montalvo definitely definitely refed but oh I, don't I remember think he, his I thought name he also being... judged. I don't Let remember his name being. I, I know Big Dan, but I don't remember. We Big know Dan Big Dan for, a fight. We know Big Dan for sure. Okay, he might not have ref. We know Big Dan for sure judged. Uh, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll retract that. Um, I know Jason Herzog said some, something about judgment. And Maybe that horrific referee. Yeah. And that referee who almost let a man who basically let a man's arm get broken after being unconscious for forty five seconds in a triangle choke at Fury FC judged some fights and was one of the judges, I believe who scored uh, the Macy Barber fight for Macy Barber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thirty twenty seven Barber, as we said, was, was big Dan. That was a weird one. Uh, the only thing I'll say again about the, the main event judging, and I'm going to quote uh, judging expert, Sean Sheehan, who made a good point. Listen, we're all, first of all, let's call out the judging question. He, uh, he, he is an error. I, th- I think Joel Ojeda uh, did a poor job. 48, 47 Vera. I don't agree with it. If you want to give uh, Cheeto a couple of rounds, I can maybe see it. But that really looked like this is this is one fight where you almost don't want to scrutinize the criteria too much. I think everyone watching, it looked like Corey Sandhagen was winning the fight. Uh, if you want to even take a cursory glance at the scoring criteria, it sounds like Corey Sandhagen won the fight. So I'm not really sure what Ojeda saw. Like this was just pretty clear to everybody. Um, so Sean Sheehan said. Um, uh, Joel Hayden is very experienced. He only had four decisions logged in MMA decisions, uh, two from last Saturday. So four in total after Saturday. And uh, But he said, don't slate the specific judge too much. The commission, the Texas commission, putting someone that inexperienced into that spot is the issue here. Maybe in a few years with a load of experience, Ojeda could be a good judge. Um, he just should never should have been placed in that position by an inept commission. So yeah, cer- certainly a slap on the wrist for Ojeda, but a huge, huge slap on multiple wrists for the uh, ever ever- uh, intelligent uh, Texas commission because uh, I don't know what they're doing with some of these assignments. I don't know why they're not finding more qualified people, but uh, just a, just a poor showing from the commission once again. Yes. 1000%. I just don't know how, like if you want to score, we talked about this in the post, which if you want to score round three for Cheeto, I don't hate that. Like Chris Lee gave round three to Cheeto. Mm-hmm. It was close. Cheeto landed his best. I mean, he, that was his best. That was Cheeto's best round. He landed the most significant strikes of the entire fight in round three. Uh, pretty closely contested round. I thought Cheeto landed the, the stronger shot. So if you want to give him three, fine. But any other round is, is just unexcusable. So Now, Marlon Vera is an interesting case, AK, because he had won four in a row. A lot of people thought he should have already gotten his title shot. Just fighting everybody, just fighting all these dangerous opponents. May have had to fight Marab next if he won that fight. Where does he go from here? There's, to me, last night when I was thinking about this, I had two options, but there's actually many more probably after looking at the listener picks. But where did you end up with Cheeto Vera? Yeah, this is a tough one. When he lost, I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, from a matchmaking perspective, at least this this kind of frees him up. Um, because, you know, we, we've been trying to. On Otno, we've been trying to move him up while also putting him in entertaining fights and be fair to other contenders. So I'm I'm probably taking too much of a step back here, but I do I've, I do want to see this fight again, and 
I think it'd be good for both guys. I think he's both guys in the mix. So I want to see him fight Song and Dong again after Song, because I'm predicting that Song will lose to Ricky Simone on April 22nd. So uh, after Song loses that fight, let's run it back with Vera. It'll be three years from their first fight by the time uh, this gets booked, if it happens. And the first fight was pretty controversial. Uh, Marlon Chito Vera feels pretty strongly that he beat Song Yadong the first time. I didn't think it was a robbery, but it was close and competitive and one that I'm sure Cheeto, uh, like I said, he said he wants it back and he could probably get it back. So that, that's that's the way to go for me. I don't know if you have a better original matchup. I know there's there's plenty. So I have two options. The first one I thought of was Adrian Yanez if he beats Rob Font because there's no way that fight's not electric. Uh Although I do think that if Giannis does win that fight, the UFC is just going to strap the Rockets to him, and they're just going to give him a—they're going to put him in a position where if he gets one more win, he's fighting for a title. So, because Cheeto is the G that he is, I am going with option B. Since Corey Sanhagen did Marab Dubalish really a favor, unfortunately he did not do Cheeto Vera any favors because he beat Cheeto, and now because Corey called up Marab. Cheeto is going to have to try to stop the absolute wrecking train that is Umar Namagamadoff. And Cheeto isn't going to say no to that fight. He'll probably welcome that fight. And since Jonathan Martinez has not taken my advice to change his nickname from TSB TV to the Namagamadoff Slayer, which in hindsight, in the long run, may not be the worst idea in the world. Uh, Cheeto wins the Ch- Cheeto wins the w- wins the contest. He gets the the Umar prize and. That's the fight I think that we'll end up getting, AK. Damn. Cheeto definitely won't say no. I wish Cheeto would start saying no to more things. But this <laughs> but this whole week it was classic Cheeto just saying, listen, I, I do I do I sign the contracts the company sends me. I don't like politics. If I if I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm gonna get my reward. I wish that were true. Cheeto, you gotta start fighting for yourself, man, because you're a brilliant talent, very popular fighter. But at some point, you got to put your foot down and say, I, these are the matchups I want. This is the goal I want. You can keep saying you want to fight for the UFC title. But if you don't actually demand a title shot sooner rather like now, sooner rather than later, after your next win, whoever it may be, you're going to keep getting these Umar Nurmagomedov matchups. You're going to fight, end up fighting Murad really. You're going to end up fighting uh, just the toughest, toughest fights and never actually fighting for the title itself. So, Mike, I... I, I hate that you went in that direction, uh, but it's also a pretty solid crystal ball pick, man. I, I really think that that's how the UFC will reward Cheeto Vera for his loyalty. Here, take on this undefeated monster. <laughs> Congrats. Now, what he, should, what he should do is just do nothing. Just sit out, uh-huh. wait for Sean O'Malley to lose to either Aljamain Sterling or Henry Cejudo, which is what I'm predicting is going to happen either way. And then we can book the rematch of those two guys. Like, cool. I mean, I know that just, one's kind of out there forever, but... Or just sit out for a year and get a title shot or something, because that appears to be how we're... T- <laughs> I don't even know. I know I'm, listen, I know. AK, it's not in the a same. World, in, not a world that, in a world where Kamaru Usman doesn't exist, Colby's been the champion for oh, like seven years. You're right. You're right. You're right. And yes, that... Ha- uh, you know what? And, the, uh, you know, d- God bless Dana White and his hypotheticals, because that that is, again, how championships should be decided. We should be look. We should be peering into alternate universes and deciding that based on that, you know, how that played out uh, in this in this dream scenario, uh, this guy would be champion. And, and because of that, he, he, he should have some sort of reward in this in this life. I don't know. My head hurts. Mike. What a, yeah. 
even the post fight press conference was like mid. Like Oscar like did all the heavy lifting, but no one asked about the John Anik thing, which I, I hate to see that story continue on. Surprising. But you not asked Dana White about that. Surprising. And not one person asked about Alex Perez. Not one person asked no. about Alex Perez. That's bad. How do you not like that is especially when Vince Morales put out that tweet saying like it's not my story to tell. Like you know something like kind of scary happened. No one asked Dana about Alex Perez. What are we doing here? Um, and by the way, you listen, I, I, I have all the respect in the world for the guys who are on site, the media that's on site and hustling. Uh, but yeah, these things happen. These things get missed. And uh, I, 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 I think that um, I think some of the guys there are probably guys and gals down there are probably they're tired. They're tired. They're tired. It's yeah, they're tired one. And, you know, whatever you have, you sort of have this list of things. And um, I would have. Yes. I listen. Alex Perez should have been on that list for sure. Um, and it, it, it is a little, the, the John Anik question should have been on the list for sure. But again, you know, I'm not there. I'm not going to necessarily call out people. But but uh, it's true. We, we we as a media collective sometimes we, we need to do better with these things. So like I said, I'm not calling anyone out specifically. I understand it's it's all of us as a as a community. I don't always like when people lump every MMA media member in the same thing together. Like when people go like, oh, the media is it's just drives me crazy. But um, yeah, in, in, in this distance, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll just say, like, um, you know, when you're on site, things are happening pretty quickly and you're not always, don't always have everything together as far as questions and angles go. But, yep, big miss. Big miss for the media here with uh, not asking about Anakin, Alex Perez. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of locals there, so I'll let that slide. I mean, I'm just a little grumpy from the card, and I don't know. It's not your Maybe fault. Maybe it's just the allergies beating the hell out of me. I don't know. But let's move on to Holly Holm, who just big sister Gianna Santos the fight was not pretty. It was not competitive. It was one-sided city. She had no names in mind. This is too easy, AK. This is the easiest pick of the entire card. It's Misha Tate as long as she is somewhat competitive with Myra Bueno Silva. If Tate gets the doors blown off of her, I will revisit this pick. But the clock is ticking here. It's a, We're almost at now or never territory to book this rematch between Holly Holm and Misha Tate. I think you have to do it now. Even if, like, you know what? Just pull Myra Bueno-Silver out of this fight and just save Misha for the Holly <laughs> rematch. I'm sorry, Myra. I know how much you've wanted this fight, but I mean, literally we're at the last legs of rebooking this, of, of doing this rematch. And it's the most, it's honestly the only Holly Holm fight that I want to see. That's all I want to see. So yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah, listen, UFC, if you could just write, uh, write, uh, Mara Bruno Selva like a hundred thousand dollar check to uh, you know ha- come nice. down with the come down with the flu or something like that. So uh, yeah, it's it's I'll, I'll I'll tell you something though, Mike. I I see the appeal in the matchup. Um, I'm kind of over it. Why? I'm kind of over it. I don't know. I I think because I just haven't been impressed by home. I understand it's probably still a good matchup. Like this would probably end up being like best case scenario when uh, like Randy Couture fought uh, Big Nog. You know what I mean? It was well past its best before date, but still turn, people go to Fight Pass, watch that fight. Really enjoyable fight between uh, two veterans just because of the style. You know, it's the, their styles make a lot of sense. Same with Misha and Ollie Holm right now. Like, you're right. This fight could happen a year from now, two years from now, you know, if hell's permitting. And yeah, listen, b- both women are not in their prime, but it'd be a good fight. It'd be a good fight. You have that drama. You have that storyline. But if it never happens for me, I'm not going to like cry about it. Uh, if we if we'd have to wait a while, I mean, not that Holm is the most active fighter anyway, but the Tate Silva fight uh, June third, June third, and then there'll be a little bit of time after that. So this would be like uh, you know Holly Holm wouldn't come back until the last quarter, I guess, of the year, which 
would be pretty standard for Holly Holm. Again, not, you know, exactly Donald Cowboy Cerrone as, as far as getting into the cage. But that's a long wait for her. I do wonder if she wants to, to fight again or possibly just wait for a Amanda Nunes title shot or something like that. Oh, no. no, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I also I also think Tate has to win. Like, I think she has to beat Mariah. Like, you're, you're, I got a lot of the, this from the from um, people sending in picks. You, you're saying also if Tate, like, when, you're saying win, lose, or draw, right? You want to see this fight with Holm happen? Or she has to win? No, she doesn't have to win. She just has just to. Just has to look good. She has to be competitive. Like, okay. if she loses a 29-28 decision in a, in a closely contested fight, I still think we can make this fight. But if Meyer Buena Silva just runs her over and taps her in three minutes, then probably, then no, we can't do it. I, uh, yeah, definitely not in that case. And I, I think Tate needs to win. Even if it's a competitive decision, I think Tate needs to win. I think she has to do something to earn the fight. It's, I, it's a, it's a sellable fight. I get it. It doesn't, but Tate, if she loses, would be what? Three straight losses. Uh, one of them at flyweight, fine, but she didn't look great against Lauren Murphy. She didn't look great against Kenton Vieira. And then she gets to fight, you know, a top five. Sounds so strange to say. Top five bantamweight in uh, in Holly Holm. It's just it would just seem weird to me. Um, even though it's again a fight you could kind of throw on on a pay per view just based on name value alone and their history. Anyway, I'll, I'll, just with all that said, I'm going with Juliana Pena. I feel like we've asked for this many times. It makes a lot of sense. We just don't know what Pena's deal is. I don't know if she's she's holding out for another Nunes fight. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think if either of these women wants one more shot at, uh, at Amanda. Um, they got to fight each other. So that's just, I, this isn't necessarily a crystal ball pick. This is just how I would do it. AK, you, you sold me. So I'm going to officially change my pick. Uh, I'm going to alter it slightly. Holly Holm versus the winner of Myra Bueno Silva versus Misha Tate. Yeah. See, I would that's like, because I think uh, I'm, MBS would earn a fight with Holm if she beats Misha Tate. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Do the, t- take the Caitlin Vieira path and see how that works out for you. But I, golly, I, w- I really wish we had like ten more women's bantamweights, <laughs> just ten more. But we're just, I mean, we're just, ugh, it's just such a bad division. I've, sp- I'm not going to say another word because I'm already well over my HR spoke to me, Mike. <laughs> they said stop talking about women's bantamweight. Uh, you are well over your quota. You, you are only as a member of the MMA media, you are only supposed to spend maybe five minutes a week. You're allotted five ten minutes a week to talk about. One of the worst divisions in all of MMA, and I have spoken. I've contributed, spoken maybe uh, almost a full hour. If you take uh, the ranking show and uh, the preview show, and now uh, this show, I'm probably over an hour talking about women's bantamweight. So uh, I apologize to everyone out there who doesn't care about this, and I say you're welcome to everyone who loves women's bantamweight talk. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, thank God we're moving to the men's featherweight division, oh. which is really fun and deep and electric. Nate Landwehr is just a treasure, AK. He's just a delight. The fight starts a little slower than we expected with Austin Lingo, but then his inner Festus from old WWF lore <laughs> kind of kicked in. It was like he heard a ring bell in his brain, and he was like, uh-oh, okay. And he turns it up a notch, hurts Austin Lingo, knocks his mouthpiece out, busts him open, and then just strangles him and just cuts a great promo, kisses the biceps. It's just very... Very 80s, cool, heelish stuff. Like, everything about Nate Landwehr is just an A-plus at the moment. And there's obviously a lot of fun options for him at 145. So, what do you like for Nate the Train, AK? I know you want to wax poetically on the man for a moment as well. Mike, I cheat. No, Mike, I cheated again. I've been cheated. cheating. This is like two or three weeks in a row. I've, I've circumvented the ought-no rules. Because you and I had a little internal discussion about uh, what to do with this you know, this main, because the main card got changed. We always do all the people on the main card. Uh, so this time, you know, Alex Perez and Manel Cop didn't happen. So one of the fights got moved to the main card. The main card, we had a new main card opener. And you said, you said, sir, we are not doing the winner of the main card opener between Daniel Pineda and Tucker Lutz because it was not technically supposed to be a main card fight. I mildly protested before relenting and then later in the evening realizing I had a loophole. Because I am going to match pick for Daniel Pineda. Because he is my matchup for Nate Landwehr. Uh, it's just to be an awesome, awesome fight. I mean, listen, you want action. Nate Landwehr, he's on a streak of finishes. He's on a streak of performance bonuses. Uh, oh, sorry, not a streak of finish. Excuse me. A streak of performance bonuses. I forgot. The um, the David Onama fight felt like it should have been finished like two or three different times. Uh, so he's, he's money right now. Uh, Daniel Pineda, 28. How many career wins now? 28 career wins, all by knockout or submission. Just insane. So either, the, the thing with Lambert is, listen, he's either going to win a thrilling, just an absolutely disgustingly thrilling decision, or he's going to find a finish, or Daniel Pena is going to find a finish. So this makes way too much sense. Hopefully both guys are in good health, and we can see this happen within the next three months and booked within the next couple of weeks. This this is the way to go. I, that's fun. That's fun. I went a different route for both guys. I think people will be happy with both of my selections here. Nate Landwehr versus Sudik Yusuf is the fight, AK. Ooh. That is the fight. The unfor- 
like Sadiq Yusuf doing an unprofessional breakdown for his own fight with Nate Landwehr <laughs> will be the best social media content of the year. And maybe Nate will come out and do his own sort of breakdown on his own fight with Sadiq Yusuf. So I think Nate is no disrespect to Daniel Pineda. Daniel's obviously full of mayhem and he's fun to watch. I just feel like Nate's like a fringe top 15 guy right now. He's very, very close to having a number next to his name. And I think Sadiq's probably the right guy to get in there with. And I would just like to see what happens with those two. So I think Nate has probably earned a, a little bit of a bigger fight. So I'll go with that. I do have a fun one for Daniel Pineda and we'll get there in a moment, but let's go to Macy Barber. And this is where things get interesting. AK. Ah, I loved the matchmaking here. I thought this was a perfect piece of business. It was a perfect step up in competition for Macy Barber. Having said that, I thought Andrew Lee won the fight. It's not a robbery. It's super close. I, I, it would be one I would probably have to like go back and watch again. I'm not going to, but it was a super close fight. And my first thought heading in to it was if Macy is to win this fight, like I'm just ready to give her the Jennifer Maya test. Let's just see what she does. And after watching the fight, I have completely changed course on that one. Oh, I just like, it's clear that the UFC is very high on Macy Barber. They want to do something with her. They want to push her up the ladder. But I think even after watching this performance, again, I thought Andrew Lee won. Let's just go one spot up at a time. There's no need to rush her. The Jennifer Maya test, I'm not giving her right now because I don't think she wins that fight. So let's go Viviani Arujo, AK. That's Hmm. what I'm going with. Macy Barber, Viviani Arujo. She wins that. We go to number nine, go to eight, and we just slowly build her up. I almost went Amanda Hibas. I actually, that's too much of a step up. So I'll go with Arujo. I think that's that's a good test to to see her can try to evolve even more. But this is a, this was a tough one. I just don't know how high to push her right now. Yeah, I, I also thought about Maya and Hebus. Re- really, she's she's really in play for any, uh, any opponent with a ranking right now. Um, she's number fifteen in our own rankings. I assume she's uh, a little higher in the UFC's official rankings. That would make sense. Um, so yeah, so so I guess she's due for you could maybe say a top ten opponent. I didn't quite go there. Uh, let me talk about the judging a little first. So this was, uh, I'll admit, by the way, but uh, as uh, we always say on Fight Nights, Mike, we don't always have the best, uh, like the best chance to properly evaluate a fight. You know, we're jugg- we're juggling other things. So uh, I will I will say I was fine with the decision. I I was I was watching the fight again. Maybe not as closely as I could have been. I was fine with the decision. Uh, again, I'm fine either way. I'm even fine. With 30-27 Lee scores. I actually don't have a super big issue with it. Um, it just... A, a, a 30-27 in either direction. Uh, I don't know if, how, if you would say 30-27 Barber. But even a 30-27 Lee uh, would be... W- w- you know, it, it, sorry. It doesn't It doesn't tell you how close at least two of those rounds were. I feel, I feel like you could say 30-27 Lee and still feel like the fight was close. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, I'm just looking at MMA decisions now. A handful did. I think I know our own... E.K.C. Leiden, I believe, also had a 30-27 Andrea Lee, if not mistaken. Yes, he, he, he definitely thought Andrea Lee won the fight. Um, so, again, this is this is going to frustrate people because you're, you're going to say, well, how can you say that uh, one fighter has an argument to have won all three rounds and it still be close? Because, again, that's the round. it's a round-by-round round score. It's a round-by-round round score. At least two of the rounds were close. could have gone either way. And in that case... I can't. I, I can't call it a robbery. A lot of people are messaging me saying, "Is there going to be a robbery review?" And I'm like, "I'm like, could 
I should have just said to every, I should have had an auto reply. Could you make an argument that two of the three rounds could have gone either way? Pretty firmly, yes. So what what is the robbery discussion here? I feel I feel a bit bad for Andrew Lee. Has had no luck with splits decisions in the UFC. Uh, Macy Barber in now. Texas. In Texas, yes. Uh, the Lauren Murphy fight, which was even way more controversial. Uh, UFC 247. Uh, if you go to MMA decisions, I think it's 100% of the media scored that Murphy fight for uh, for Andrew Lee. So that was even worse than this one. So yeah, San Antonio now, Houston before. Also a split, split decision to Joanne Calderwood. And she also has a split decision loss to Roxy back in uh, the Hearn Victor days. So she has, and outside of that, she has one split decision victory to her name. Again, not in the UFC. So very tough luck for Andrew Lee. Uh, listen, a lot of people say sometimes she just doesn't do enough with her grappling. She, we know she can grapple. We know she can finish. So maybe she just needs to, her and her team need to figure out a way to like make her offense more apparent to the judges because either she's not doing enough or what she's doing isn't being appreciated um, by those scoring the fight. Either way, it's a fixable problem, even if it is a frustrating problem. Um, and if you're Andrew Lee and her team, you probably feel like you did enough. But that's that's the breaks of the game, and and you're gonna have to go back to the lab now. But yeah, very tough loss for her. Uh, I have no problem though with the with the with the uh, scoring the fight either way. Uh, I mentioned John Wood, so I will say that's my pick for Macy Barber. Mike, I didn't. I'm going way. I'm pulling way back, not way back, but you know, I think Maya, like I said, Hebus, um, even Arujo. These are all names that are higher than Joanne Wood. Uh, I kind of wanted to see Barber maybe fight another veteran. Maybe there's the way for her to go, almost like a legend killer type deal. Um, not that Andrew Lee is like in the twilight of a career or anything, but you know she's she's certainly much more veteran than Macy Barber. So I, I'm going Joanne Wood for the next opponent. Um, I know people want to see some Scotland on Scotland crime. I think with Joanne and Casey O'Neill, but uh, let me let's let let me just pick a little more. This is almost a crystal ball pick. I feel like this is a weird one that no one's thinking of, and that it's just going to pop up out of nowhere and people are be like, oh, okay, Macy Barber's fighting JoJo, sure. And uh, you know we keep for me we keep this kind of slow roll of Macy Barber. Um, even though I'm sure she'd like, she'd love to fight, as you said, Hebus, Maya, a higher rank name. Interesting. I don't love that pick. I it's not a you. sexy pick. It's not a. But <laughs> it's not a sexy pick. pick. It's not a sexy I think, pick. And I want, and I don't want this to sound bad. I, I think Macy runs Joanne Wood. Like I don't think I, I think I think Macy wins that fight. I want to see her run easily. somebody. Listen, I want to see, I want to see Macy run somebody because she's looked really good at times i mean she's really good in some of her fights but if if that if she if she has gotten to the level where she can run through jojo and you're right i think she should i want to see it i want to see it okay fair enough i for sure yeah the, the, with the judging there when when bruce buffer said 30 27 i was like well andrew lee won like i felt very confident andrew lee won but i saw people on twitter like media members saying after the two rounds oh it's it's clear 2018 for barbara i'm like clear i i don't know about that <laughs> like super i mean i'm just all out 1000 percent confidence that macy barber won those first two rounds and they weren't even close i'm like what what fight are you watching because on the feet it was like all three rounds were very competitive on the feet and if we're talking about the only differences here Andrew's getting the takedowns and getting dominant position it wasn't like she was sitting in guard she was in side control she was mounting macy barber she had her back like i just i just i was like how could you be so confident that macy won those first two rounds i don't hate the 30 27 scorecard for barber i don't love it i, I get it because there there were three close rounds but 
yeah, just I, I was just like, wow, you guys are really confident that that uh, maybe the Tony Kelly effect just rubbed off on Andrew Lee or something. Like, I just didn't know why people were so confident. But good win, great matchmaking. This is the kind of test I wanted to see from Macy Barber how she would pass it, and she did a good job. So good for her, despite the course of booze rained upon her inside the San Antonio cave. <laughs> She's used to it by now. Albert Dariaf, AK. Uh-huh. We have uh we have a new contender for the middleweightiest oh, middleweight title. He has he has jumped we will have our middleweightiest middleweight ranking show debuting next week and uh Albert Dariaf will be uh one of the new contenders. And you know what? He actually made Chidi and Jokowani a middleweighty middleweight contender as well, which Brutal. I never thought I would say into a live microphone, but Dariaf gets the win. It was a close fight. Somewhat controversial. Again, if you go to MMA decisions, this was split right down the middle. This was a uh, this was a middleweight fight by all definition. I didn't think very much about this AK. I just went with Jun Young Park. I think it makes sense with where I have these two guys ranked. So sure, let's do that. Did not give this a lot of thought. It is what it is. Your thoughts on? What's next for Mr. Dariaf? This, how did this become... Like, this is a classic striker versus grappler matchup. And somehow you neither saw great striking from Chidi and Jaquani and, and nor outstanding grappling from Albert Dariaf. Like, you're right. This is what middleweight does to people. When we talk about middleweight, middleweight being a weird division, this is what it does. There's suddenly about guys who you, you know have an, an, an A skill. Like, I consider Njikwani, I would grade his striking as an A. I would grade Dariyev's grappling. Maybe, maybe A is generous, but I, I would. I, I'll, I'll be generous. I'll say an A. But when they met, you you would not think that Dariyev was one of the best grapplers in the division. You would not think Chidi was one of the best strikers in the division. It's just this ugly, ugly clash of styles. I don't know how these things keep happening at 185. It is just this bizarre zone. And yeah, as you said, the judging right down the middle really could have gone either way. No issue. Um, I like the Jun Young Park matchup. I think I picked him for nickel, Bo Nickel, a while ago. So I'll, that's off the table for me. Let's go. Uh, let's keep trying to make the most middleweight fight possible. And oh wait, oh wait a minute, did this guy get booked? Oh wait a minute, I gotta check myself now. I'm having a weird second thought that this guy just got booked, but he also just fought. So hold on, that you can hear me typing before I before I accidentally drop some doo doo. <laughs> oh no, he got booked. I forgot. Uh, Damn, I wanted to see him fight Marc Andre Bagheo, but uh, Marc Andre is fighting Eric Anders, UFC 289. Damn, that's such a. And, and that's a super middleweighty matchup. That is very middleweighty. You know what? Give Dariah the winner of that fight. I messed up. So give him the winner of that fight, and let's keep this middleweight mishmash of 2023. I'm not promising this, Mike, but by the end of the year, I might have to do a. T- uh, and not. I don't think uh, uh, our overlords at uh, MMA, Mighting, MMA, Mighting, MMA Fighting will approve of this. But I may just do a Twitter thread. The top 10 most middleweighty fights of 2023. I think I have to. We've already seen I so many. I love it. We've seen so many. Can I count, uh, can I count Trevin Giles versus Preston Parsons? I yes! Said, <laughs> yes! That's, that's, a, that's a, a welterweight fight in name only. That was a middleweight <laughs> bout. Trevin Giles, former for, Trevin Giles, former middleweight, brought middleweight with him. Has brought middleweight with him to the welterweight division. Uh, somehow, it's uh, it's unbelievable because that's a, that was a middleweight fight at 170 and pounds. We've I think we, I mean, we've had a we've had a bunch of them this year. Unbelievable. We had, I mean, we definitely had one at 286. Marvin Vittori, yes, versus Roman Delizze was was certainly middleweighty. I 
I feel like there was a stretch where we were coming out of it when Izzy was coming up, Robert Whitaker was the champ, uh, Paulo Costa was coming up. I felt like there was a like middleweight was actually becoming a compelling division to watch like from an in-cage standpoint like guys are actually breaking out stylistically and then somehow i don't know what's happened where it's 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 falling back into its traditional middleweight ways and it's wonderful it's wonderful i just it's just bizarre i I know there was a time when it was starting to actually have an identity now it is once again like describe the middleweight division in one word you just say it's middleweight that's it let's go back to the featherweight division Daniel Pineda gets a big win. He gets finished as he always does when he wins. And like my initial thought was let's just do Daniel Pineda versus Makwan Amir Khani. Cause those two are just going to just get bananas for <laughs> six minutes. And then uh-huh. it's just going to be huffing and puffing. And it's just going to be insane. I did not go that route. Cause I don't know if Makwan Amir Khani is long for this UFC world, but I'm with you. I'm on team chaos for Daniel Pineda. And I feel like I have just the matchup. Just the matchup. We have the the Wiley vet and Daniel Pineda with a hundred percent finish rate taking on the up and comer who is just full of chaos and weirdness. Joe Anderson Brito, AK. Ooh. Come on down. Madness at its finest. That fight I mean, that the, the Pineda under is the new hot will be the new hot bet for no bets barred since Flyway Unders did not do well in San Antonio last night. So Joe Anderson Brito versus Daniel Pineda is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going that route. What happens? Oh, 250. Okay. Okay. As I say, last day it was, it was, it was two. I, I, he, he'll have to be at, at under two and a half rounds. Cause he is making people sweat that one and a half. Uh, Tucker Lutz, two minutes, uh, second, two minutes and 50 into the second round. Uh, Andre Fairley went to the second round and did uh, no contest. Cub Swanson second round one fifty two, so that would have hit. He lost that one. And Herbert Burns four thirty seven into the second round. He'll have to be an under two and a half. Otherwise, uh, if anyone's betting under one and a half on Pineda, they're just gonna have a freaking heart attack every time he gets in there. Uh, yeah, love this Joanson Brito matchup. I'm just still marvel. Twenty eight finishes, Mike. Twenty eight finish. Twenty eight wins. Twenty eight finishes down Pineda. and that's n- excluding. In the PFL, when he got first round finishes of Jeremy Kennedy and uh, and Movlid Movlid Kabulayev. Uh, that were that were overturned because of uh, he failed a drug test. So technically, if you're like me, you don't care about cheating and encourage uh, as much cheating as possible. 30, 30 wins, thirty finishes. Thirty wins, thirty finishes. I I don't even. He just needs to. Can we get? He needs to fight at least two more times this year, please. Yeah, he's getter. He is he is getter. Get God, man. That's it. and you gotta love it. You gotta respect it. If you're not gonna fight for titles, just be that. Just be that guy. That's fun. Super fun and entertaining. Let's head to the wild card round, AK. Let's uh, make a matchup for a fighter we have not match made for yet. Who do you got? Who's your wild card selection? Did we both pick CG Vergara? We sure did. We sure did. I, I, I will honestly, I've never felt more confident <laughs> that we're going to get a friends forever here. I've never felt more confident. Oh, don't say that. We, I think we Don't should, let okay. me down. I feel very good about this, though. I feel very confident. I do too. Uh, I, I mean, it has to go uh, Bruno Bulldog Silva, right? No, oh, Mike. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Where did you? Which way did you go? Oh, Tyson Nam. This is like oh. this is it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love that. I love that for sure. I just, uh, I, I, Bruno, yeah, no, Bruno Bulldog just fought, and, and Tyson Nam just fought, and um, for sure, like that's 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 a great matchup. But no, I went with Bulldog. Um, 
yeah, listen, this is this is this is chaos. This is uh, that should have been a flyweight under that fight. Uh, I will I will full disclosure. I always say don't bet on MMA, but I love me some flyweight unders. I did put uh, five or ten or five or ten. I'm not sure unit or half a unit on on uh, that fight to go under. And when it went past the middle of the second round, I was just laughing because it was it's, it 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 looked like the Lacerda was going to finish in the first round. He had Vergara running away. Um, <laughs> I was like, what is going I'm like, Herzog, just call the fight, though, taking my gambling interest out of it. Technically, it was intelligent defense, Mike, because uh, intelligent enough that he avoided getting knocked out and he came back to win the fight. So... I guess that's intelligent defense. It's certainly effective defense. He won. He won. So how can I, how can I criticize that? And he gave us a wonderful meme uh, of him literally running away in the cage, but doing just enough to defend himself, always having his eye on his opponent. Um, so I actually will say Herzog did a good job there. Again, if it wasn't for my gambling interest, I probably would not have been bothered by the running away at all. It just looks funny. It looks funny. I know some people that Jed Mishu is vehemently against it, but... Hey, you're in a fight. If it's not it's if it's not against the rules to run away, uh, then it's not against the rules. He did what he had to do. So, uh, yeah, love that fight. It also could have gotten finished early in the second round when uh, Vergara was on top throwing. And man, but uh, Lacerda was just hanging in there. Just would not let himself be finished until until he uh, he just ran out of gas near the end of the absolutely near the end of the round. So, amazing fight. One of my favorite fights of the year. Honestly, one of my favorite fights of the year. I don't know if it's going to make my top five, but boy, it's so memorable. And um, if you want to, if you want to show someone who's never seen MMA before a fight, just show them that one because it's so weird. Um, and I think there's more weirdness ahead. And uh, I, I think him, him and Bulldog, which would be chaos. But I like Tyson Nam too, Mike. Yes. Um, shout out to Holly on Twitter at h o l l y y y underscore because it's nice to maybe it's two underscores. I don't know. It's nice to see somebody with just uh, an appreciation for the past. And as soon as I saw that moment where Vergara was sprinting around the cage, immediately in my mind, the Benny Hill theme was going off Mm -hmm. in my brain. I'm like, someone's got to do this. Someone has to do this. And shout out to Holly. She put the appropriate music behind. She nailed it. That's exactly what I thought of. It was great. Yakety sax. Yeah, oh, it's the best. Great job. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's go to the, uh, do, do we have any extracurriculars or do we want to go right to the peeps? Either way is, is fine by me. Uh, you and I deserve an out and a point, Mike, for... Yes, we do. What, what was the match I was looking uh, Jack Della Maddalena versus Vicente Luque. We said, That's not bring done, it on. Though. It's not done. That's not done, though. I don't Who even think that's a this? real thing. Who reported Some, this? It wasn't us, so 
that's all you need to know. Oh, that's right. I, I, I've been told there's no truth to, to that fight as of right now. Not saying they won't make it, but um, it hasn't even been discussed at this Damn, point. Damn, yeah, I forgot. I, I thought this was a, a, a big Marcel uh, uh, breaking news thing. No, this was from uh, the very reputable at Binhead420. So I apologize. I I, uh, <laughs> I, apologize. I still want that to happen. Uh, you're right. I'm sorry. We do not get a point for that. Uh, Binhead420, I, I apologize for, uh, for bringing your reporting into questioning. But... Uh, Thank you for for at least putting that out there into the universe, and let's let's hope that one happens. Uh, other Brendan Allen, I think Jack Hermanson. I know some people asked for that. Sorry guys, I haven't been keeping. Uh, I got to remind people. Tell tell you know what? Just tell me. Just tell me if you think you deserve a point. I know people have been telling me, and I still miss it. That's on me, guys. Uh, but listen, we're still early in the year. Still plenty of auto points to be handed out. I know a lot of people wanted Jack Hermanson and Brendan Allen, so that one we have conf- we reported right. Which one? Brendan Allen. Allen, Jack Hermanson. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's confirmed. All right, that's confirmed. That's going to be out it's there. It's a main event. Uh, Ian Gary and Daniel Rodriguez is another one I know people asked for. So uh, if, if you are one of the people who recommended those fights, uh, Allen Her- Hermanson or Ian Gary, Ian Machado Gary, excuse me, and Daniel Rodriguez, uh, your, your, your fraction of a point is in the mail. Your fraction of points. It's a, share, it's a shared point, and we share it as a community. But uh, as always, great matchmaking, everyone. Nice. You want to do the disclosure? There is some doo-doo. Sure. Week, I will say. Oh, no. Um, yeah, yeah. Just some... Oh, boy. I, I, I Mine was relatively doo-doo-free, I think. But, yeah, guys. Uh, please, just just be careful. Uh, again, guys, check MMAFighting.com. Check Tabology. Check SureDoc. Whatever your, you know, news slash database source of choice is. And, and check the weight class people are fighting in. Have they fought already? You know, just add a two or a three next to their name if, if this matchup you want that badly. Uh, notable injury, fighters that aren't in the UFC anymore, fighters that are already booked, this is always the biggest offender, uh, and fighters who are teammates, close friends, etc. Let's try and avoid that. And uh, and also, just don't make bad picks. Guess what? Guess what? Those are doo-doo too. And it sounds like Mike uh, got some of those. I did. So let's get into this. Uh, CV, sup, Mike? Long-time listener, first-time submitter to you. I submitted to Alex a couple times already. Here are my picks. Nate the Train versus Lerone Murphy. Banger alert. Sandhagen versus Barab, obviously with Corey's callout. Vera versus Piotr Jan, the battle of the slow starters. Keep doing the damn thing, and thank you to you, AK, and the rest of the gang. Peace. Sure. Like those picks. All those are, are very sensical and doo-doo free, which we like. Turd Ferguson. Holm versus Pena is the only fresh fight for Holm, but I don't see Pena taking anything short of a title shot. Do you do a quick rematch with Aldana or Ketlin or a trilogy with Pennington, even though Holm is 2-0 and against her? I would... Listen, if, if a genie came and said, give me one wish for MMA, I would highly consider telling the genie, just do everything in your power to not make Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington ever again. <laughs> that was that second fight was so bad. I mean, it was just so, so, so bad. I think so, people forget. I the, don't think the, the first fight wasn't particularly great either. The first. Well, yeah, I mean, at least I give a little bit of a pass because Holly was very green. Sure. And Raquel was kind of green, too. Uh, but this was like all this is years later. Uh-huh. And. Oh, it was, it was worse. It was actually worse. That first fight, though, people forget, like, uh, Holly was pretty hyped coming in. And it's not like that fight. It's like, oh, it was a, she won a split in the first fight. It's not like people are going, oh, well, Holly Holm sucks now. It's just like it, it definitely dulled a lot of the excitement around Holly Holm at the time. It was a very bad fight. 
I thought um, she lost. I thought some, it, that, it, it was it was not a convincing victory by any means, and uh, really, it's it's part of the reason why by the time and two fights later she got the Ronda Rousey fight. You know, in retrospect, everyone goes like, "Oh, well, Holly like shouldn't have been such a huge underdog." It's like based on her first two fights in the UFC, there was a very good reason she was a massive underdog. She just did not look impressive, even though, yes, on paper, people knew stylistically she could give Rousey problems. Like just based on the, what she had done in her first two UFC fights, it wasn't great. So yeah, Raquel Pennington won uh, bad. Raquel Pennington, uh, excuse me, Holm Pennington won bad. Holm Pennington two, awful. Never again. Never again. <laughs> I would say of those options, maybe we do Aldana again. I would kind of be interested in seeing sure. that rematch just because I don't think like Holly looked great, but I, I don't, I think she only got, she fought like the 60% version of Aldana because of COVID and everything she had to go through to get into that fight. Mm-hmm. And I take her at her word for that. So yeah. I'd be interested in seeing that one again, but I would also like to see Aldana just get the title shot at this point. So, but yeah, do not do Pennington, please. For the love of God. Let us not do that fight. Do Pennington versus Pena. Come on. Those two freaking hate each other. We have enough video clips. Nate Landwehr versus Damon Jackson. Like that one. Great. Uh, He's with me on Macy Barber versus Viviani Arujo. Albert Duraya versus the Brad Tavares. Bruno Silver winner. I think Duraya and Tavares may train together at Extreme Couture. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure Duraya is an Extreme Couture guy now. So you would take him... Uh, Tavares out of that equation and a couple of other guys as well. Pineda versus Sabatini. Is Sabatini booked? I don't know if he's booked yet. Let me check real quick. That sounds familiar. Lucas Alexander, Sungwoo Choi, Trevin Giles, Brian Battle, CJ Vergara versus the Alessandro Costa versus Jimmy Flick winner. Sabatini sure. is, is not booked. Sweet. All right. What, what was the last one, Mike? Uh, C.J. Vergara versus the Alessandro Costa versus Jimmy yes. Flick winner. Love it. I, I would like love one. to see C.J. Vergara and Jimmy Flick. Alessandro Costa as well, but, I, more, but more so Jimmy Flick. Let's go to Marcus. Lucas Alexander versus Duho Choi. Uh, Pineda versus Damon Jackson. Drive versus Jacob Malkoon. Wow, is that is that middleweighty? That might be the number one contender fight for the middleweightiest middleweight title. Drive versus Jacob Malkoon. That is incredibly middleweight people need to stop matching up jacob Malkoon on the show because every time they do <laughs> my brain shuts down it's not a, it's not an insult of jacob Malkoon at all but boy if you want to talk about someone who has an anti-highlight reel how many times how many times has he fought in the ufc now a bunch five or four six, four five no way there's no way it's more than four you're, you're lying to let's me. find out no these, these... uh where is he where's Malkoon? five what how? Yeah. <laughs> all at middleweight? Five, yeah. Was there a random light heavyweight fight in there? Am I crazy? Was it all at middleweight? It's all at middleweight. All middleweight. Remember he debuted against Phil Haas at 4-0 and just got absolutely... I mean, that was a brutal knockout. He's 3-2. and two. He has a winning UFC record. And a lot of people thought he beat Brendan Allen at UFC 275. A lot of people thought he won that fight. I don't, but was, he's good. Jacob Malkoon, this is on me, by the way. I'm not making fun of you. This is I'm I'm ignorant. Uh, I have him <laughs> of the sixty some middleweights currently on the UFC roster. I have him ranked like thirty eighth, which seems so disrespectful. Um, so Jacob Malkoon, whatever I, he has a fight booked, I'm pretty sure. Uh, prove me wrong, sir. Prove me wrong. Become a top ten contender and shove it in my face uh, and, and put out a video or something slamming me in the so-called MMA media because he does not have a fight booked. I thought he did. Because mm-hmm. uh, I just, man, every time someone books a fight with him, I'm like, I'm just like, sure. 
I'm not against any. You can match him up with a guy in the top ten. I wouldn't like bat nine. Like I don't know. I just it's Jacob, Jacob Malkoon. Macy Barber versus Tracy Cortez. I believe Cortez just had surgery. I don't know if it's hand surgery or arm surgery or something like that. So she's gonna be out for a minute. So I mean, Macy's gonna take some time off. Sure. Uh, Nate Landwehr, Alex Caceres, a rebooking, another home Pena. What do you think of this, AK? Marlon Vera versus Cody Garbrandt. Uh, oh, man, I don't, it's, I, I'm speechless, first of all, clearly. I don't want to bring this up because I don't want us to fight again, Mike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to compare it, like, in my head to the Davison-Figueredo matchup. Uh, I, it's, no, it's still bad. No, it's bad. It's bad. If I don't like, if I don't like the Figgy matchup, I certainly don't like the yeah, this Cheeto matchup. Yeah, this is, this, this, is, is, maybe, this is maybe worse. Yeah, okay, no, let's not do, let's not do that. But Mike, if you because if you are in favor of him fighting someone like you know more up, like I said, getting sort of the last bit of star power we can out of Cody, are you okay with him fighting Cheeto? No. Okay. Cheeto no. would eat that. Him. Yeah, I don't like that fight. I don't like that fight. The Figgy one, I don't mind because he's a flyweight going up to bantamweight. Like Cody could win. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. I don't think Cody has much of a chance of beating Cheeto, and I think he would get badly hurt in that fight. I don't know if Figgy would badly hurt him. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just feel better about the Figgy fight. I need to. Can that, we? That can we? First thought. Can we start banning Garbrandt picks? I just don't. <laughs> I guess he has to fight somebody. But anyway. Well, he called out uh, Ronnie Yaya to do it again. I know Ronnie yes. is fighting uh, Montel Jackson next, so maybe that's going to be there for him. And then he he mentioned something about um, the UFC possibly targeting Dominic Cruz rematch for July, but. Sure. I don't know what it is. Uh, people just throw things out there, and there's like no legs to any of them from from conversations I have. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I would not complain about that fight at all if that's the if that's what they decide to do. John Ray, do you guys know what the qualifications are to be a Texas MMA judge? <laughs> because I'm free on the weekends. <laughs> uh, Giles versus Fialio. That actually might not be a bad one. I like that. Might that. Get a, that might take the middleweightiness out of Trevin Giles. I Trevin like Giles. Nader versus Darren. Trevin Giles, much as I'm like making fun of that fight, he's not looking bad at welterweight. He's not looking no, amazing. He looks good. He's, he's actually looking, he's looking all right. I thought he lost that fight, if we're being honest, but it was very, very close. Not a robbery. Did you, did you, or, were you, did you, were you aware of the No Bets Bar chat GPT? I was. It was so close. I have to summarize for people really quickly. If you didn't listen to No Bets Barred with uh, Jed Mishu and Connor Brooks last week, Jed introduced a new gimmick where he he inputs he simply input Trevin Giles versus Preston Parsons, and I guess I, I don't know how ChatGPT works, but like I don't know UFC fight whatever, and had it sort of write a, a story for the fight, and ChatGPT wrote like uh, Preston Parsons and Trevin Giles like have a back and forth fight with Preston Parsons uh, submitting eventually wearing Giles down and winning by submission. And if you watch that fight, it was a back and forth battle. And there were like two occasions where Preston Parsons almost submitted Trevin Giles. So uh, I, I am not interested in bowing down to our robot, our ro- robot overlords just yet, but that scared, that freaked me out, Mike, that freaked me out. And uh, guys tune into no bets barred uh, a, a week from now for the, uh, pay-per-view picks for UFC 287 because I think the chat GBT might make another appearance and 
I, I don't know. This time it might hit because it was scary how close it was to actually was predicting very, how very that close. fight would go. <laughs> very, very close. Uh, John also liked Pineda versus Darren Elkins. That actually makes a lot of sense yeah. considering where they're both at in their careers. Dariah versus Phil Haas. Landwehr versus Feely. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Dariah versus... They fought, right? Uh, m- no, I might be thinking of someone else. No. I might be thinking of someone else. I was thinking of who Who on this card fought... Uh, I, I went down a weird rabbit hole and came upon someone fighting for us. No, they didn't fight. They didn't fight. They didn't fight. Okay. No. Nate Landwehr versus Andre Feely, AK. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, rebooked. I mean, wait, that late. Yes, that was supposed to happen, right? This is a rebooking, right? No, they never no. match up. I thought they actually fought for some reason. I'm getting mixed up. With, I'm getting mixed up with Daniel Pineda now. I like that. Um. Fight. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I got a lot of that. Sorry, I saw a lot of people recommending that one. That, that's probably why it looks so familiar. I think I got at least like four or five people sending that one in. Cheeto versus the Song Yudong, Ricky Simone winner. And want to get your thoughts on this one. Macy Barber versus Lauren Murphy. Again, yeah, this kind of, listen, this kind of goes with what I've been saying. I, I want to see her fighting sort of the the more experienced guard of flyweight. So if it's Jennifer Maya, if it's Lauren Murphy, if it's in my case, I pick JoJo. All these make sense. Uh, I saw some people, Mike, possibly recommending a Chukagining is in store for Macy I, Barber. I don't know I have how a feeling you, that's coming up. I, I don't know how you. Up here. I don't know how you feel about that. Is it is that too? Is it too soon? Or is she a good? Yes. Or is she a good matchup for Caitlin Chukagian? No, do not book that fight. <laughs> Very strongly against Mike. No, nope, not a fan. <laughs> They're trying to build her up. Like, don't throw her in there. With Maybe Canyon. she wins. What if, lose? What, if, what if she gets chewed? Then, like, she, she that's, could. That's, that's 0 for 2. She's trying 20. To, trying to push her up the ladder. She's 24 years old. A little chukagining is not going to ruin her career, I think. I think. I think. I think. Right more, now, I think. Listen. Uh, I don't even know if I should joke about this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to. I was going to tie it in some joke about Holly Holm. But uh, listen, I feel the problem with uh, the youth of America today, Mike, is uh, they don't get Chukagian enough. And maybe we'd all be better people if we were uh, experience had a little Chukagianing uh, when we when we were when we were growing up. So uh, if that should happen, I wouldn't be against it. I don't think it's next. I do think they fight at some point. I'm not against it. Look, here's the deal with this situation. And I'm not a wine drinker or anything like that. I don't know anything about it. But I do know that there are certain wines that once you pop it open, you have to let the tannins breathe for a while and you have to let it and you have to be patient with it. But then eventually, if you wait that amount of time and then you finally pour the glass and you drink it, you get the best of it and it comes at the perfect time. That's how I would look at this fight. If you don't wait for the tannins to do their thing, it's just going to taste like shit. So let's not do it now. Let's wait till the tannins do their tanning. And then we book that fight. Allah, let Macy Barber get like two or three more wins. Then we, then we season her with some chook, and we'll go from there. I am a mate. I can't believe you just broke out tannins on our show. How, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. So I'm not saying classy. it should never happen, but we got to be patient. We got to. We can't just pour the bowl. We got to wait. We got to wait a minute. That was amazing. Uh, let's go to JD Felt. UFC should avoid Texas like Derek Lewis, but they will probably double down and build an apex there now. Alex Perez should be considered to get caught. I understand this occupants was unavoidable. Okay. All right. But as Jed Mishu said, 
if you run into assholes all day long, maybe you're the asshole. Okay, first of all, uh, JD, I I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. I think Occurrence. JD, ca- not I think this is J- JD Feltz. You said right? Yes. I think JD uh, called into your show recently. Heck of a morning. I don't know if you recall this, and I think he said he was celebrating like a month of sobriety or something so first i want to say jd and if i'm wrong on this i'm just embarrassed making ask myself but jd if that was you first of all i want to say congratulations that is incredible stuff so big claps for you sir uh, and for everyone out there fighting that battle i think that's that's just amazing i have so much admiration for everyone that, uh, who does that but now i gotta address this alex perez thing so i also had this from uh who else brought this up i want to i wanted to uh name them and give them quote unquote credit. Oh, Thomas Collins. Thomas Collins. Sorry, Thomas. I might not get to your picks today, but uh, also predicted Alex Perez will get cut. Um, you kind of have to look at the history though of how his fights fell through, right? Don't you agree, Mike? Like these, a lot of these were not his fault. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. All right, let's let's break it down because I said I would earlier in the show. Let's break it down. This one, medical issue. He says not tied to his weight cut. I know some people are still insisting that was the case. We don't know. People were not doctors. Very well could be tied to the weight cut, but it could be something unrelated altogether. These fighters put their bodies through friggin' hell. Uh, so whatever it is, again, we just hope Alex Perez is okay. But sure, this was on the Alex Perez side. UFC 284, he was supposed to fight Kai Kara France. Kai Kara France injury. That wasn't him. Uh, he he withdrew Perez from the Amir Al-Bazi fight. So there you go. There's a Perez one. Uh, Askar Askarov... UFC on ABC three last July, uh, Askarov withdrew, so that's yep. not on that's not on Perez. The match now was I think both uh, he missed the most recent booking. Perez missed weight. That sucks totally on him. Before that, Schnell had a medical uh, concern. Uh, before that, there was a rescheduling. Before that, there was Perez withdrawal. So that's two Perez withdrawals in the match Schnell saga. If you want to keep track there, he was also supposed to fight Askarov two Julys ago, uh, and that was also fell through because of Askarov. And then uh, Brandon Moreno, if people, if people want to throw this one into this stretch of bad luck, uh, it's because Perez was rebooked to fight Figueredo um, on that same card to replace uh, Cody Garbrandt. So it looks, if you're just looking at the topology, it's an amazing visual. Credit topology, of course, for keeping track of all this stuff. It's an amazing visual seeing all these gray seas under Alex Perez's name. And, uh, and uh, many of these were his fault, but many of these were not. So I don't think he should be cut. I, am, no, I, I, I really don't think much. he should be cut. Um, and he's a very good fighter, so I don't know why the UFC would want to lose him. But I think, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you just bump him to 35 just for a fight. I don't know. Um, I, he says it's not wake-up related. says everything was fine from that end. But it's just, I don't know. I don't think you should be cut, though. I don't. Listen, when when, when one of your recent fights, again, the, the final match Chanel booking was canceled because of a weight cut, you can understand why people are skeptical, right? Why people are making assumptions. Again, we don't know. I will remind people, we don't know. It's purely speculation if you're going down that road. But uh, the suspicion has, has uh, and the criticism has a, a, a base to it, you know. He also likes home versus Tate 2. Loser throws a retirement party for the winner and then follows <laughs> suit. <laughs> home I'm into that. Incredible. There we go. I'm That's into that. <laughs> Did she look incredible? She's very good. We know how good she is. I mean, did Yana Santos basically just give her the fight by the way she fought? Can I reveal but, can I can oh, I reveal one more bet I made? Oh no. I I bet home by knockout. How five dollars. Home by decision was the listen, easiest bet on this listen, entire card. Yana said first of all, the generals were due, as I always like to say in these situations. <laughs> I thought the generals were due. 
Secondly, Yana <clears throat> uh, Santos doesn't lose by decision, generally. She has one loss by decision. Uh, I'm aware Holly Holm has not, had not finished a fight in seven years. I think se- still, it's now seven years going. Uh, the classic Bechkohea knockout was her, her last knockout. Um, I just thought, and, and for the record, I was, there was a moment at the end of round two, she was really pouring on that ground and pound. And I was like, oh my God, like this is going to be, I'm going to have a little money in my pocket and some bragging rights if the if this is a TKO. Uh, but Holly Holm always favoring position over damage. And wisely so, she won the fight. Listen, no, I'm not hating her strategy, but I was almost hoping she'd just try and open up a little more in the ground and finish that fight. She did what she do to have to, she have, to have to win, get that get that get that uh, winner's check. But uh, man, I wasn't that far off, Mike. I swear I wasn't that far off. I stand by the bet. I sprinkled five dollars on it. I have no regrets. It's funny you brought up the generals. Seven years ago, as we record, I actually played for the generals against the Harlem Globetrotters. AK. How oh, that? that's so cool. Get guest appearance uh, <laughs> from from the radio station days. Did you and get scored- a name? Did you get like a nickname? No, it was double zero. I hit a three, and then I shot a free throw, and then they gave me a Globe Charters jersey, and they trotted my happy ass off the court after, like, two minutes of playing time. Oh, that's so cool, though. It was very cool, but it was literally, like, seven years ago today. Uh, I just w- look, look at the memory on Facebook. Todd, Cheeto versus Piotr Jan. Gerard, Cheeto versus Jan, three rounds to force them to start fast. Uh, I like the thinking. I like the thinking. Um, I did see people recommending Cheeto and Jan. I guess I'm just in a. In a I'll quote. I'll, I'll mention one of my one of one of my one of our listeners here, Chris Martin, uh, who said uh, both guys similar situations where they should be close to a title shot with their win or two, but due to recent losses, find themselves behind several contenders. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing I think that scares me a little is, let's say Yawn lost. Um, does this knock him out of title contention forever? It sounds weird to say because he's only thirty, but that would be. Four losses in five fights, right? And all, again, all these losses need context. Other than the Marab fight, it's not like Jan has looked bad in any of these fights. Um, but that, yeah, four, sorry, so he's already in three straight, four out of five already. If he lost to uh, Cheeto, that'd be four straight, five out of six. And he's only thirty. But at that point, man, I don't know what that does to your confidence. What that does to the matchmaker's confidence in you. Uh, Cheeto could probably take the loss a little better, but even then, man, seeing him on a two-fight losing streak and knocked even further down contention is kind of hurts. So I don't know. It's it sounds silly to want to protect these guys, but I do kind of want to protect them by you know not matching them up together. Let's see what else is new great. Uh, maybe a banger fight though. I mean, listen, I mean, sure. amazing fight. Uh, Landwehr Kulabau, he's with me on Barbara Arujo Jiraya versus Murdoff. Pineda versus Brito, Alexander versus Woodson, Giles versus Fakradinov, Vergara Nam, Altamirano, Clayson Rodriguez. Let's see if Toby's got anything new and exciting here. Um, Landwehr versus Brito, which is really fun. He likes Barbara Maya, Jiraev Malkoon, Giles Munir Lazez, Vergara versus Jake Hadley. That's fun. Yeah. Alta Morano versus Philo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, J- J- yeah. From, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy wow, who I apologize. We just Jeff L. Muhammad Hayes. Yes, like. Jeff L. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple more. Chris London. Vera versus Simone. Uh, did not. This is where the kind of doo doo comes in. Did not stress out that he's booked against Song Yidong April 22nd. Pineda versus Lucas Alexander. Barbara. Barbara versus Chukagian. 
Tannins, baby. Tannins. I've seen people suggesting it. I'm just it's out there. Derive Jung Young Park. Uh and Jokowani versus Puna Soriano. Giles versus Carlson Harris. Vergara Hadley again. Altamirano Filio, another one. Uh Manel Kopp versus Kai Kara Franz. Doo doo. KKF booked against Amir Albazi, June third. Come on now. You're better than that. Robbie Ryan, Sanhagen versus O'Malley. Surely Sean can't sit out for a year and expect to be given a title fight. Who does he think he is? Colby Covington. <laughs> well played. Holm versus Pena. W- women's 135s have criticized a lot lately, mainly due to inactivity between top 10 fighters, in my opinion. Why hasn't Vieira versus Aldana been booked? I don't know. No, no clue. Landwehr versus Caceres, rebook it. Macy Barber, Lauren Murphy, Andrew Lee, Amanda Hebas. I included Lee because I thought she won. Drive versus the uh, Anthony Hernandez, Edmund Shabazian winner. Wildcard, Lucas Alexander versus Jamal Emmers. P.S. How the hell was the main event a split decision? That judge should be deported. Wow. All right. I mean, people are just, I mean, strong let's feelings not, let's, for let's a not card that should not evoke it. such strong emotions. A.K., you're up. All right, all right. I'll run through some of these quickly. Uh, our pal Tristan Gordet just got some suggestions here. He also likes Barber and O'Neill. He says, gotta weed out the top prospects. This fight makes sense, in my opinion. So he's going a different direction than I am. He wants to see uh, sort of fighters in the same sort of stream. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'd rather... I'm, I'm kind of putting Macy against fighters who are, you know, uh, more experienced fighters who are maybe trending in the other direction. But Casey O'Neill would, would make a lot of sense. Uh, Trevin Giles versus Andre Fialio. Oh, we mentioned that one. Uh, Pineda, Mike Trezano, Lucas Alexander, Gabriel Santos. Thank you, Tristan. Uh, Garrett Trammell says, Mirab definitely takes the Sanhagen callout. The level of wholesome and cringe was right up that team's alley. Uh, Mirab wins, though. Then if Aljo loses, I see Mirab going for Henry and Aljo and Sanhagen running it back at 145, uh, shooting my yearly Otno shot. I had someone else mention, I think I have to get to this later. Yeah, yeah, okay. I had someone else mention uh, Corey Possum moving up to 145. I will get to that in a moment. And Matt, C.J. Vergara, Clayton, uh, Matt Bradbury, I believe this is. C.J. Vergara, Clayton Carpenter. Uh, what do we like here? Dariah versus Makbu and Muradov. Sure, I'm okay with that. Nate Landry versus Josh Kulabau and uh, a bunch of other picks we already have. Thank you, Matt. And let's go to the Twitter machine here. Should I open with this or end with this? Let's end with that. Uh, Mike, you mentioned Al- uh, Jonathan Martinez earlier. How do you feel about Alex McAdams' suggestion of uh, Jonathan Martinez versus Cheeto Vera? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Possible. Possible. Big test for TBS TV. TSB TV. God, that's a fun fight, though. <laughs> it is. Um, could happen. I'm not ruling it out. And you know what? And, and I, I want to say what I like about Cheeto is as much as I criticize his I'll fight anyone thing, that's kind of how he keeps himself relevant. Like, after, after he fought Jose Aldo, he wasn't like, oh, well, I just want to stick to fighting ranked guys. He went back and fought Davey Grant. Then he got... Uh, uh, I think ranked at the time Frank Yeager, then Rob fought Dominic Cruz. But he went back and he went back. He went back and fought someone who was, I would say, well behind him in the rankings with respect to Davy Grant. Um, it was their second time fighting too, so you know he got to avenge a loss. This is this is the, that's why I like the Song Yadong fight too. You know when you get that loss, go back, take care of some unfinished business, go take a step back in the rankings a little bit, and, and start rebuilding. So Jonathan Martinez would be interesting. I don't think it happens, but I like the I like the suggestion. Uh, Mr. Guy MMA and Dragon Slayer 2 on Twitter both liked 
Uh, Nate Landwehr versus Charles Jordan. Excellent pick. I like it. Hayes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, no. What's going on? Jordan's booked. Yeah, against Chrome Gracie. Oh, God. Oh, God. I totally forgot that fight was happening. New Jersey, right? This is part of the May 9th card, the pay per view. May, yeah, May. Oh well, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a couple of bags of doo-doo headed your way at Mr. Guy MMA and at <laughs> Dragon Slayer, <laughs> Dragon Slayer too. Uh, my bad. I totally forgot about that. So guys, sorry. I shouldn't have read it on the air. But uh, there you go. Now you know. Hayes the third. Home solid performance. I think she'll probably have to fight down since she's fought a lot top of the a lot of the top of the division. I'll go with Penny Kianzad. I, I like the matchup, but Home never has to fight down. They love her. She'll get a top five fight anytime she wants. Um, Nate Landwehr, I don't really feel like he's earned a ranked guy from meritocracy standpoint. How dare you? But I just want to find fun fights for him because he's becoming the perfect guy to just throw on a fight night main card to make it more interesting. With that said, Dan Ige? I thought about that. Mm-hmm. I thought about that fight. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. CG Vergara, wow, what a comeback. The first time I've seen someone running really seeming to work. There must be, I'm trying, there must be other examples, but yeah, it's not a great strategy normally. Uh, and he'll also go with the Jimmy Flick, Alessandro Costa winner. Uh, let's end with Barry O'Reilly. Barry, thank you for sending the message as always. And, and uh, a lot of well-written thoughts here. Trevin Giles versus Mike Malott. Was was Giles at one stage considered a prospect and was even entertaining or am I remembering incorrectly? He definitely was considered a prospect. Um, he's not not entertaining. He's just like, he's just has sometimes it depends on the matchup sometimes he gets into matchups that are like again very middleweighty and even though he's a welterweight they're still very middleweighty yeah big difference in ufc experience here but i think the prospect uh mike malat he means has a very good chance of winning especially after malat won a grappling match not too long ago that's right he beat uh he beat giles at a fury grappling competition uh lucas alexander versus lucas almeida and just a lot of hashtags here lucas versus lucas hashtag luke at us nice Okay. Hashtag LA versus LA. Hashtag La La Land. Uh, Bear, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. I guess we're going to go with Luke Get Us uh, as much as I hate it. Daniel Pineda versus Jack Shore, Mike? A nice veteran test for Jack Shore against someone who is similar to him. Uh, I don't know how similar they are. Okay. Good standing, good on the ground. If he can beat Pineda, then he... If he can beat Pineda, then he sure deserves a crack at the top 20. Why did I read this? Great stuff. Why did I read this, Mike? <laughs> I, I screened these on purpose. Why did I read this? Uh, Daria versus Bo Nickel. I actually really love that matchup. If I hadn't already matched up uh, Bo Nickel on a previous show, I actually think that's really good. And I think Bo Nickel annihilates him. No. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. All right. Uh, Macy, Barber, Jennifer, Jennifer Maya. Both on a streak. Big test. Former talent challenger. Should be up next for Barber. Sure. There's a great logic fit. Nate versus Giga Chikadze. Uh, Nate the Train, so much fun both during and after his fights. Probably will never be a contender. How dare you again? People, I am not hearing this. He still he still deserves a top 15 opponent. This fight is guaranteed fun. The winner gets a lot of hype either way. I love it. Giga has been sort of saying in interviews like, hey, I'm ready to fight again. Let's get an opponent. Oh, <laughs> Nate Lamware wants a piece of that. I guarantee it. Dude, that, that, might be, that might be the right answer. That's really good. That That's might really be good. the right answer. Job, I know Geek is calling for zombie and all that. Um, God, Landward, Geegan might be the way to go. That might be the fight. I like uh, it. Well done. Oh, well, let's see how you feel. But uh, let me, I, let me, I got two more. Uh-oh. Let's see how you feel with the last one. Uh, the next one I'll say, he says, a, a Barry calls it a bonus. Manel Kott versus Tetsuro Tyra. Kott wants to fight again soon. Tyra's a good choice. 
Most of the other top 15 matched up or injured. Mike shaking his head. Might seem like a big step up for Tyra in terms of UFC opponents. Way too big. There isn't Way a huge gap in the quality of opponents, no matter who wins this. Hey, you just lost out on Alex Perez, Manal. You know what we're going to do? We're going to send you back outside of the top 15 Listen. to fight this murderer on the way up. Not saying Cop can't win, but God. That, Listen, that, he's no, the, he, it. He's the, I am not, he is the alliterative assassin. All right, He's got to take out all these guys at some point. I, I have no issue with it. Ode Osborne, OO, ZZ, Zaga Zamagulov, DD, David Dvorak, TT, Tetsuro Tara might be next. I'm, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And we'll end on this, Mike. Corey Sanhagen versus Brian Ortega. Hold on. Let me finish. Let Barry finish. So this is more of an on to the next, next one pick. The Mrav fight will happen next. I don't see Corey being able to stop Mrav's pressure and takedowns over the course of 15 or 25 minutes. He's 5'11", can easily afford to pack on some muscle and move up to 145 after his title hopes at 35 are dashed by the Georgian. A matchup against the well-rounded and tough Ortega would be a banger and shitty win would then make Corey a fresh contender in a fresh division. Uh, I'll just say right away, I don't necessarily agree that he can easily pack on some muscle. I think he's at his ideal weight class, but... Uh, Mike, I don't know. What do you think of next, next one pick, uh, Sanhagen Ortega? You're making a face. I'm thinking. I don't think it happens, but be a pretty intriguing fight to watch, those two guys. But I'd, I would actually pick Corey Sanhagen to win that fight. Ooh. I think. I'd have to look into it more, but I Ortega, like, Ortega's obviously great on the ground, but he's not a like a great striker and Sanhagen would just kind of like move circles around him. Yeah. That's the, that's a big issue. Yeah. So I, I mean, that'd be an interesting fight to watch. I don't think it happens, but I like the outside of the box thing. I like it better than Manel cop versus Tetsuro Tyra. I'll tell you that. Right I'm, now. I'm glad I ended on that one instead then. But uh, thank you guys. Thank you everyone for the excellent picks. Please keep sending them in. Uh, Two weeks from now, we'll, we'll, we'll have a pay-per-view. So, uh, Mike, I don't know. Do we Are we going to do uh, Ask Us Anything this week? Maybe take the weekend off? Probably not. We'll probably take the probably, weekend off. We'll probably take the weekend off. But, guys... Look, uh, there's a lot of combat sports next week. We got Andy yes. Joshua. We got WrestleMania. We got... Uh, Masvidal, Masvidal Boxing. Masvidal Boxing. PFL's got, back. Bellator. PF, the return of PFL. We got Bellator with the bizarro UFC San Antonio type of card where... <laughs> The re- like the main event is awful, but the rest of the card is really good. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. We could take a week yeah. off because we'll be back live the following yes. week following UFC 287. And by the way, uh, some breaking news. A new microphone is coming in. Hello. It'll be here Monday. My new travel mic. So I don't have to do these shows on the road uh, using the headphones that I'm currently wearing right now. So if there's... You know, some singers or family reunions going on around me or anything of that nature. Uh, we'll be able to make the audio at least sound much better. So get excited for that. Uh, but we will be recapping UFC 287 from a matchmaking perspective. Of course, Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya, middleweight title fight. Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, Rob Font, Adrian Yanez, Raul Rosas Jr., Christian Rodriguez, Kevin Holland, Santiago Ponzinibbio, Cynthia Calvillo, Lupe Godinez, Michelle Watterson, Gomez, Luana Pinheiro. Uh, it still says Ignacio Bahamandes versus Nicholas Mota. 
but Moda has announced that he is off the card, so we'll see if Bahamandes remains. Steve Garcia versus Shylin Nerdenbeka. Calvin Gaslam, Chris Curtis, Gerald Mearshart, Joe Pfeiffer, Michael Chiesa, Lee Jingliang, Sam Hughes versus Jacqueline Amarim, and Chris Barnett versus Chase Sherman. That is UFC 287, people. And we're excited exciting. to talk about it. Exciting stuff. I, I, uh, I just want to say, I didn't... I was, I was going to... Um... I was going to run down our, you know, where to send in picks, but I want—I need to remind people, you can, but you don't. It would be better if you uh, don't send in listener picks to, uh, on, uh, to us after a pay per view. And if you want to just get them, so I have them, you know, saved. That's fine. But again, the likelihood of them getting read out, we do, we're going to do a live show, uh, as always after that pay per view. So uh, probably not get to too many listener picks. So I would say, please refrain. Save your brilliant picks for the week. After I want to say there probably is another card after. Of course there is April fifteenth. Or just like when we build the link, just put the picks right in the chat. Put them right in the comments. Right in the chat. Oh, for right sure. Away. Yeah. Oh, exactly. 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 We hear people say all the time uh, that like, oh, I, I, you know, the time zone doesn't work out. Listen, yeah, put them in the chat. We usually put. We usually it, it's out there. You can go to the, our MMA Fighting's YouTube, and usually the uh, there's a it's scheduled to go out, and you can leave comments there. So. Uh, we'll yeah, try we're, it. We'll it, try it, and the, check some the of those post out. is built before the pavery starts. The post is ready. Like if there the streaming go. link is ready to go, so just go right to the comments, throw them in the chat. We'll do our best to. There's your there's your pay per view. There. Yeah, All there's right. your pay per view tips. Stay out of our DMs after a pay per view. Slide into our YouTube comments. Get out of my dreams and into my car. Love that's, it. That, that, that's there you go. All right. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you in two weeks live. For another episode of On to the Next One, always remember the golden rule. Don't think this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun following UFC 287 two weeks' time on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.